Hey guys, it's me. I am back this week. So um, I know I took a little break from podcasting and blogging, but I am back. I was in a little bit of a creative rut. But lately I've been giving a lot of thought um, to bodies and what it means um, to be respectful of your body and not so much in the way that is presented on social media. So I'll go ahead and get talking about it. Um, but first, if you haven't followed me on Instagram yet, go check it out. Thoughts from a 20 something underscore. Um, I've been posting a little bit more personal things instead of just, you know, new episode, a new blog out, like that kind of stuff. So, uh, make sure to give me a follow. I'd love to connect with you. Um, so yeah, without further ado, I will go ahead and get started. So I wanted to talk first about body positivity. So in my exercise science class, we actually talked about this a little bit, but there is a little danger with this notion of always being positive about your body, how you feel about it, how you treat it, all of that stuff. So, um, in relation to exercise science more so, which is like that academic side of things, they talked a lot about, um, how that kind of reinforces like disordered eating patterns. Um, if you're extremely overweight to the point where it's affecting your health, sometimes that's really dangerous to, um, feel positive about those kind of things and not change the behavior, um, that's causing it. And, well, I know that's obviously not the case for everyone. Um, if you feel the need to remind yourself about body positivity, I'm just here to talk a little bit about an alternative. So um, I just wanted to touch on that just a little bit. Um, but again, with the mental health thing, it's so hard um, to, I know, growing up in middle school, it's a really hard time, obviously. Um, your body's going through a lot of changes and you don't really know who you are. Even into high school and college, sometimes that identity piece is shifting all over the place and you might not feel super secure about your body, but um, the notion, especially of body positivity and that you should be grateful for everything that your body does all the time is not necessarily true and it doesn't necessarily hold up in everyday life, which is weird to think about a little bit, but Especially now when you see all these empowered people coming out on social media, sharing their stories about their body, um, as well as body positivity in their eyes, it might make you feel worse for feeling the way that you do about your body. Um, if you feel like you should be positive about your body and you're not, you might begin to resent yourself for it. Um, not only in the body sense, but in the mind sense. And I think that's a really crucial flipping point of what we're going to talk about today. I was... Um, following um, this body, you know, pattern on social media. And one of the people that I follow, um, her name is Sarah Landry, and she's of the Birds Papaya. So um, I had followed her. She's just a very empowering lady. And I really like the things that she has to say about her body and being very like aware of what it means um, just to be okay in your body, really. So she had talked about body respect. So I'm going to use her words here. Um, she said, body respect, it doesn't mean that you always love it, but it always means that you respect it. So I thought that was a really good way to rephrase kind of body positivity, but turn it into body respect. Really, you don't have to love everything about yourself all the time and you don't have to feel bad about it. That's the other thing too. As long as you respect your body in a way that makes you feel content and all right with yourself, that's a crucial part of moving forward throughout your day without constantly being bogged down by the thought of um, how your thighs might look, how your stomach might look. The things that you're most insecure about um, really come out in kind of those scenarios and kind of inhibit like how you feel. 
So there are things that I just don't love about my body, but I have learned to accept them. Part of that, um, I turned it into a little bit of body respect my own way um, without knowing that that was like really a term that was used. So I mean, I went through kind of this acceptance, but I've noticed that this acceptance helps me to see myself as I am, not this distorted image for what I think I should be. So of course it's hard and I always revert to social media, but I think it's just such a prominent influence in a lot of our lives. When you see these images, even in magazines too, and that's a longstanding thing where you see perfection everywhere and you feel um, like you have to compare yourself and especially during these um, hard times with quarantine too I feel like people are almost like like shaming if you're not productive or if you're putting on a little bit of weight and there's a lot of reasons um, why you put on weight and it all like it doesn't necessarily have to do with eating that's the other thing too periods of high stress um uncertainty especially now like if you don't even have access to healthy foods sometimes it's hard um, to maintain a body composition that you've had before so again I just wanted to touch a little bit on that but when you see all these images everywhere it's hard really you become this person who you don't really know and you feel like you're looking at yourself from the outside in and you're seeing yourself as just a body of unperfect And it's hard every day to look in the mirror and say, wow, I do not like that. I do not like that. I do not like that. And it becomes really a bad deal for your headspace too. As soon as you have those thoughts about your body, all of that is manifested so deeply in your mind where you can't even see yourself in a neutral light. You see yourself in a negative light. Once you have that acceptance though, you enter a place where you feel content and you feel more realistic with your body and your projected body image, right? So uh, it's just a really cool feeling even to just say, I accept myself. That's the first step really. After you accept yourself, you really do start to make better decisions about your body. It doesn't have to be eating, you know, the perfect meal every single day. You don't have to drink five gallons of water. You don't need to exercise, you know, three times a day and do um, three-hour-long cardio sessions. That's not the expectation. As soon as you accept yourself, you do start to make better decisions about your body. Because when you feel good on the inside and what you're doing for yourself feels good, you start to reflect that on the outside. So you might be more likely to choose a better-for-you food instead of eating the same thing, um you know, that's been a coping mechanism for you, reaching for something different that'll make you feel good on the inside, maybe give you some more energy. You might actually drink more water, which is something that I personally struggle a lot with, but when I drink enough water in the day, it does feel really good. So obviously I need to be taking my own tips here, but um, that water piece is a huge one too. And then a big one for me is exercising and learning when to take a rest day. So um. If you have been listening to the podcast or you know me, obviously, you know that I have been an athlete my whole life. I am a few months into quote-unquote retirement now, Um, but my relationship with exercising has been really challenging at points. I have felt the need to exercise to burn off the things that I was eating, Um, you know, to burn off a weekend of drinking, to burn off all the things that I regret right after it happens, and 
it really had a negative relationship on why I exercise. I saw exercise as more um, of a way out of the other toxic behaviors that I was doing, but it really caused some problems like with my eating really felt like because I was not, I don't know how to phrase this, I guess, guys, like it's so hard because when you have such a negative relationship with something, it's hard to be outspoken about it. Now, especially this is what I'm thankful for over quarantine, I suppose, but learning to exercise because it makes me feel good and knowing, you know, if I don't want to work out today, it's not the end of the world. There have been other times where it's like, oh, I can't take a rest day. I can't afford it. I, I need to, I want to have, you know, five chocolate chips later. It's like, that is not how your relationship with exercising or your body should be. Now I've learned that I do like walking and it's okay to walk. And, you know, it has so many benefits. And for some reason in my head, I was like, oh, walking doesn't count. It's way too easy. That doesn't even make sense, right? It's so frustrating now to think that at one point I was obsessed with the idea of pushing and just gritting my teeth and doing the hard stuff. Now I realize that taking a rest day is really good for me and it has helped me, you know, feel my body and feel connected to my body, not as just a tool for exercising and for burning off food. My body is so much more than that and it's taken a long time to figure out, but now I feel so confident in that. I, again, touched on this a little bit, but your body really doesn't like to be pushed too much. You gain a little bit out of trying harder, but you gain a lot out of being realistic. Whenever I'm sick um, or maybe just not feeling the best, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten more sick or felt worse because I pushed myself too far. Knowing your body in a way that helps you get better and to heal is so incredible. And that's something that's innate in all of us. I think sometimes we kind of skip over that and we have so much to do and we want to be productive. And that is just not on the agenda. We can't take a break, but taking productive breaks as well. Guilty as charged here. I have been taking a lot of Instagram breaks, Fisco breaks, and just been doing a lot of like nonsense for lack of better words. But you know, part of it is I just finished a fantastic book. So I am, you know, waiting to feel ready to start another book. But reading is a huge one for me. That makes me feel good about myself. It transports transports me. It lets me be creative. It has a lot of benefits that aren't just constantly scrolling and constantly seeing other people all the time. So I guess with this, I wanted to talk a little bit about a solution and not just talk about the problem. Because if there's no solution, I feel like, you know, what's the point? So I went to, it was like a woman empowerment um, seminar thing at our school. Um, This was a while ago, but I still to this day think about this when I'm having a really hard um, body image day or I'm having a really hard mental day. So the advice that I heard at this, you know, little summit, we were talking about um, foods we eat um, and how we define them. So when you say, oh, I need healthy food or, oh, that's junk food, you're already labeling the things that you're putting in your body. So as soon as you put, you know, maybe that ice cream in your body, because you've already labeled that a bad food, you have that negative connotation about it. And then that reverts your body. Oh man, I had ice cream. Well, that makes me, you know, I'm fat now. No. Why do we have that relationship? Especially with food, right? Like it's supposed to be fuel. It's not supposed to be a bad thing. 
well, at this retreat, we were talking about the difference between potatoes and French fries or sweet potatoes and sweet potato fries. And, um, I am blanking on who said this, but she was talking about, um, how choosing foods that are closer to the earth is how she picks how to eat, which I love. So, you know, if you're picking between fries and just a baked potato or baked sweet potato, pick the baked sweet potato because that's closer to the earth. I love how that's phrased. It gets you away from kind of that processed stuff. Um, I've been trying hard um, to shop in the outside of the grocery store instead of in those middle shelves where kind of that processed stuff goes on. I don't typically eat a lot of crackers and chips and that kind of stuff, but uh, especially relying on plants and, you know, fruits, maybe some meat. I try not to eat too much meat. It kind of makes me feel bad, um, like, like physically. Um, but you know, making those better decisions, better for you decisions, um, is something that I took out of that. But she really ended her talk, um, with treating yourself like a toddler. So it sounds kind of silly, I guess, but, um, she, it has a lot of validity in it, I think. You would never talk to a child like you sometimes might talk about your body, right? If you look in the mirror and you constantly say, I hate you, Um, man, this part is so ugly, you know, X, Y, Z. If you ever said that to a kid, like, can you imagine? You would never be on a kid like you be on yourself. It's so easy to get in that negative mindset. But thinking about treating a baby like that, that's not how you're wired to treat children, you know? When they fall down, when they're trying to walk, you encourage them to get back up. You don't push them down and laugh in their face. So sometimes we just do that automatically. That's what we've learned to have that negative mindset. But next time that you feel like you're falling into this negative mindset, think of yourself as a child who's learning to walk, right? You have to pat yourself on the back for the things that you're proud of accomplishing and you have to work through the things that didn't go as you planned, but you can't get down on the things that didn't go as planned. You have to just use those as a learning experience to grow and move forward. That's part of the beauty of it, right? No matter how old you are, no matter your relationship with food or your body or anything in the past, you're capable and very, very worthy of moving forward. You can learn and you can do great things from where you're at right now. It has nothing to do with the things that you've already experienced. It has nothing to do with the pain you've already felt, but you have so much room for growth and for acceptance. So I want to talk a little bit about this um, for a second. I'm not saying boys tune out, but girls definitely tune in. So personally, as a woman, um, you are more than just a wife or a mom or, you know, the role you fulfill in other people's lives, right? When I grow up, I want to be a mom and I do want to be a wife eventually, but learning that I am more than those labels and I am worthy of fulfilling, um, you know, a vocational dream or pursuing more school, getting my master's, all of that stuff is stuff that I've worked for and I deserve. I don't need to carry a child if I don't want to. And I am more, more valuable 
than just the roles I fulfill. And that's something that I've really struggled with too over the years. Being the perfect daughter, being the perfect athlete, being the perfect student, being the perfect girlfriend, perfect XYZ. And I have always had such a negative mentality when it came down to it because I wasn't putting myself first, right? I figured out I was worthy and valuable. I will say those things a million times, worthy and valuable. You are more than the role you fulfill. You are capable of anything you want to accomplish, anything you want to do. You're your own person first. So taking care of yourself is the most important. If you think of a cup, you can't pour out from an empty cup. If you if what's in your cup is um you know, a lack of sleep, low energy, low motivation, you need to fill your cup up with the things that bring you those. If you're feeling, you know, like I was, maybe stuck in a creative rut, if you're having a hard time um you know, dealing with a lot of this stressful stuff that's going on, all of that, you need to, you know, sit down and just be reflective. Say, what brings me blank? If you can brainstorm things that do bring you whatever you're seeking, then you have to seek those out. Do the things every day that puts yourself first. Especially in these times too, it can be really easy. I've been doing this a lot, which is kind of strange for me, but I've been looking at things online like shopping online and for some reason I feel like I'm trying to fill the void with monetary things and I have to be very reflective with myself and say you know Maggie this is probably not going to make you happy if you don't need it then don't buy it right like I am not uh you know I'm working 10 hours a week right now. Um, School and learning is still my top priority, Um, but it's definitely different than before for sure. But realizing that me trying to fill whatever void I'm feeling with material items is not the way to go. If you want more on that, um, there's a documentary called Minimalism, and it's fantastic. Maybe I'll do an episode on that later, but um, anyway... But learning that I am valuable and worthy of more than material items too has been huge for me. It's not about what you put on your body. It's about what's in your body and in yourself. And what's in yourself is a being who is loved and who is capable and, again, who is worthy and valuable of all the things that you've ever wanted or wanted to accomplish. So with that, that's about all I had to say for today. Um, It's just been on my mind and pressing, and I wanted to share a little bit of my story um, as well as the things that I've learned over time. So again, if you haven't followed me on Instagram, go ahead and do that. Um, Again, take care of yourself first. Do something either maybe this weekend, maybe next week. That's just for you. Do something that you've been putting off, something that you've, you know, said, well, one day. Make that day this weekend. Make that thing a priority. That's going to bring you a new sense of, you know, this new lifestyle that hopefully you can start to adapt into your own life. Again, let me know what you think of the episode. Feel free to reach out to me and have a great weekend.